Hey, 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 welcome to Healing Woman. Welcome back for those of you that are returning listeners. And if this is your first time here, oh my goodness, you're in for a real treat today because one thing that Healing Woman demands from its audience is raw honesty with ourselves to ourselves. We're no longer sugarcoating or diluting the facts to make us feel better. It was time for me to part ways with my previous psychiatrist and it's a decision that was long overdue. The connection was absent and I felt like my need for understanding was echoing in an empty room. So around November, December, a fresh start unfolded with my new psychiatrist and I laid bare my frustrations to her. I told her everything that I did not like. Literally, it became these appointments, these therapy appointments are supposed to help and facilitate my growth and self-improvement, self-development, but it was doing the opposite. It was pissing me off. And none of the medications thus far had offered me the relief I desperately sought. So in turn, I felt like I wasn't being listened to. Instead of the usual clinical response that therapists give, she threw me a curveball and she was like, do you want it to work? Obviously was my first response. And then with the wisdom that I hadn't encountered before, she says, or acts, well, why are you convincing yourself it won't? Without delving any deeper into that transformative conversation, the essence was clear. I had been sabotaging the potential of the medications this entire time. My impatience demanded immediate results, dismissing the fact that a lot of SSRIs require a good six weeks to truly take effect. It was a moment of revelation a realization that I needed to release the tight grip of control and replace it with trust. Trust in the process and the medication and most importantly in myself. This came as a surprise to me because I always felt like I had no control over the things that happened in my life. The victim mindset was eating me up. So how could I have control issues? That's what I would always tell myself. It's impossible, right? But too often, we tightly hold on to the illusion of control, convinced that orchestrating every little detail in our lives will shield us from chaos, from meticulously planned schedules to this need for perfection. Our desire to command every aspect of life inadvertently shackles us, it binds us. Relationships become strained with our friends and family, feeling the distance of unmet expectations. I literally could not go anywhere if it wasn't planned at least two weeks in advance. I don't care if I was free all 14 days beforehand. I still felt like I didn't have the time or control to do something right then and there, and that was a lie. Can any of you relate to that? Because I can't be the only one. <laughs> the more I clung to control, the more elusive contentment became. 
The quest for control literally seeped into decision making, rendering every choice I made a battleground for anxiety. I couldn't enjoy the little everyday moments anymore. And it took for me to acknowledge the toll that it was taking on my relationships and my personal well-being to want to do something about it. Like I said, I had no idea that I was a control freak. And what I'm about to tell you now are some of the telltale signs of how you may have control issues, how it manifests in various aspects of our life, whether it's subtle or overt signs. In relationships, for example, a person with control issues may exhibit this inclination to micromanage, dictate or insist every little detail be done a specific way. I remember when me and my ex were painting Christmas decorations and he painted something the wrong color. I didn't want it to be painted that color. And when I tell you guys, I literally, I don't know if I was menstruating or what, but I had to walk outside. I was about to cry because he painted something the wrong color. And our personal lives, we can see control issues manifest in rigid routines, um, an overwhelming fear of uncertainty, or this constant need for validation may also signify control issues. Psychological research including studies from the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, underlines the prevalence of these behaviors, emphasizing their impact on overall well-being and mental health. Recognizing these signs are going to be crucial for our growth, but it's not just the signs that we need to recognize in order for growth to occur. It's also very important to get down to the root of the problem. When did this start? Why did it start? Picture a woman navigating a childhood marked by unpredictability or instability, where control literally becomes the lifeline in a sea of uncertainty. As children growing up, one of our jobs is to observe. And I observed how when my mother released control, bad things happened. <laughs> and I'm not joking. The moment my mother loosened her grip, we became homeless. I kid you not. And that is why I have these control issues. That's where they come from. I never want to be homeless again and that's an extreme thought because obviously more factors plays into a person becoming homeless but i just internalized it and without me even realizing 20 how old am i oh gosh i think i'm 25 25 years later i'm about to be 26 yikes is when i finally understood that hey you have control issues, but it's not completely your fault, you know? But not doing something about it then becomes my problem. There's a lot of effects control can have on a person's mental health. And like I told you before, my anxiety has been rampant. Picture this, 
your brain, a symphony of neurons, responds to the perceived lack of control as if an alarm has been sounded, right? Stress levels soar, cortisol courses through your veins, and the intricate balance of our neurotransmitters is now disrupted. It's not merely a psychological battle. It's a physiological one too. The impact affects our entire well-being, our mood, our sleep, and our overall mental resilience. It becomes more evident that understanding this neurobiology dance that's happening within us is not just an academic pursuit, but I think it's so important and it's a big key to unlocking a path toward greater mental well-being and emotional harmony, which is why I love Dr. Joe Dispenza. Please, if you haven't already, grab a couple of his books and it'll all start to make more sense. Because when you understand that what you are participating in, the circus that you are participating in, the need for control, it is messing with you physically, I think then you might start realizing, hey, it's time to change. There is this correlation between control issues and anxiety because it's a desperate attempt to navigate life's uncertainty. It can really intensify anxiety levels and now you're having a tug of war match in your mind with yourself, but there's hope. <laughs> there's hope, there's always hope, right? You have to let go of control, obviously. But when you do, understand that a profound sense of freedom and peace transforms the way we navigate our lives, okay? Embracing flexibility means releasing the grip on predefined outcomes, and it allows space for the unexpected. I seen a quote that said, freedom is found in uncertainty. And I was like, what? But I remember my first time solo traveling to Puerto Rico. I had no idea, I mean, I had activities planned out, but um, there was so much free time. I had no idea what I was doing, where I was going, or who I was going to meet. And when I tell you it was one of the best times of my life, it was. When we release control, we can also see an improvement in our relationships because it opens the door to healthier and more authentic bonds. Studies in interpersonal psychology consistently demonstrate that relinquishing control fosters a profound environment of trust and understanding. When individuals let go of the need to dictate every aspect of a relationship, a space of authenticity is literally created. By embracing a more collaborative approach, relationships can evolve organically and allows each person to express their unique perspectives. I had a friendship that I can say for 100%, with 100% certainty, that my need for control ruined that relationship. I needed that person to be what I wanted that person to be. And when they weren't, 
I got upset without realizing, hey, that is who that person is. And I love them so much, I need to accept them for who they are. But I was blinded by my need for control. Letting go literally allows for increased flexibility. It reduces stress levels and anxiety, and we become better at navigating and responding to life's uncertainties. We're not triggered by every little interruption. Embracing the beauty that is spontaneity. As you reflect on your own control tendencies, I encourage a moment of self-assessment, perhaps journal, and you can then uncover the patterns and areas for growth. I love journaling. Sharing these insights and experiences with our community on at healingwoman underscore podcast on Instagram can help the collective move in a step towards healing. Through fostering supportive dialogue on our social media page and thoughtful podcast reviews, we are literally creating a space where transformation is not only acknowledged, but celebrated. It's inspiring to see everyone's growth. And this is why I love getting on this podcast and sharing space with you guys. I grow when you grow and we grow together. I hope you enjoyed today's little episode and peace and love.